0: Ladies and gentlemen, this is America's Healthcare Advocate Show. Hello, America. Welcome to America's Healthcare Advocate Show. Separating fact from fiction. The issue of healthcare. It's still a government run health insurance plan. We will provide you with a choice. It's going to cost millions of Americans their jobs. jobs. Broadcasting coast to coast across the USA. Susan's calling from Kansas City, Missouri. Marcia from Pittsburgh. My very special guest today, Grace Marie Turner, president of the Galen Institute. Welcome back, Grace Marie. Well, Carrie, it's a pleasure to be with you. And I do have to say, you are the most knowledgeable about health policy, just superlative. And now, ladies and gentlemen, America's healthcare advocate, Kerry Hall. Hello, America. Welcome to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast-to-coast across the USA. Our producer, Mr. Scott Larson. I'm your host, Kerry Hall. This is your show, America. Thank you for joining us and making us one of the most listened-to talk shows throughout the United States. Our newest affiliate in Key West, Florida. 132 stations now, thanks to all of you out there. America's Healthcare Advocate is the show where we separate fact from fiction on the subject of healthcare. Oh, are we going to separate some fact from fiction today? You're going to find this very interesting. What are the latest changes to patient protection? Affordable Care Act. What are the latest medical technologies, breakthroughs, treatments, pharmaceuticals available today? What can you do to live a healthier life? We tackle these issues and more each week, so listen and learn as we talk to you about health insurance and your health care needs. If you have specific questions about health insurance, so if you're looking for a health insurance policy, uh, maybe you've relocated or maybe you've had a divorce or a birth in the family, whatever the case may be, that's a special enrollment period for Obamacare policies. If you are in that situation, give us a call. We're happy to help you. Um, at If you're chronologically challenged, like me, um, and you're looking for a Medicare solution, we can help you with that. And if you're an employer out there struggling with the cost of health insurance and seeing the premium increases, we had one the other day that was 30% from a new client, um, we can help you with that. So once again, anything that you need help with in the arena of health insurance, we're here to help you, eight seven seven three eight five twenty two twenty four, or go to the website, americashealthcareadvocate.com. There are some new blogs up there you might find very interesting um, on healthcare costs, on some other issues, on Medicare, some other things. So you might want to go up to the website and check those out, americashealthcareadvocate.com. You can also send me an email if you're someone that doesn't want to call. So feel free to send an email. All right. Today's guests are me, me and Scott. Scott, <laughs> we're doing the show together today. So that's how this works. So, the reason I decided to uh, uh, do a, a, a one of our own shows today, and I have no guests in studio, uh, as it says myself and Scott, is uh, in the last couple of weeks the uh, marketplace has seen a big shock uh, in terms of health insurance carriers and Obamacare. And let me kind of lead with that, and then we'll talk about um, the fallout and what all of this means. So, recently. In the last couple of weeks, um, United Healthcare announced that they were going to dump 795 thousand people. Scott, ouch, or, yeah, are going to lose their health insurance. These are the approximate number of exchange enrollees that United Healthcare said it had at the end of the first quarter. So here's how it works: United Healthcare um, is projected. They projected their loss to be 525 million for 2016. They're now going to hit 650. Fifty million for this year. That's what they're projecting. United Healthcare. Uh, so, so they're saying basically that um, they're going to dump seven hundred ninety-five thousand people, and they're stepping out of. 34 states they're going to pull out of uh, this comes from mr. Helmsley uh, mr. Helmsley said that a smaller overall market size shorter term higher risk profile within this market segment continues to suggest we cannot broadly serve it on an effective and sustained basis what that is folks so you understand the double talk is they're losing their rear end it's pretty simple okay and then the question becomes why and this isn't this is you know th- this is open for for discussion, you may recall that I talked about this in a previous broadcast. You know, several weeks ago, um, carriers are losing significant amounts of money on the exchange policies and the marketplace policies, and it's way past what their projected losses were supposed to be. Well, this is the third year in a row this has occurred, and as a result of that, these carriers are firing back now um, and saying that they are going to pull off of the exchange. And that's going to start collapsing the number of carriers that are on the exchange. So, let me move forward here to an article that was written by Megan McArdle <clears throat> on Bloomberg View. And she said five months ago, she's talking about prior to this announcement, United Healthcare had been singing sunny songs to investors about the bright future of the exchanges. Abruptly, it began crooning a different tune. In an earnings call to executives, they confessed they were losing a ton of money on a... Ob- on Obamacare policies uh, and described a pattern that sounded if consumers were gaming the system, signing up for a few months, using a ton of services, and then canceling the policies. That's what they're saying, and that's what, that's what this latest article in the Wall Street Journal business section says um, uh, regarding this, this pullout uh, uh, on the exchange and what's going on. Here's what Ms. McArdle goes on to say. All right. She said, there are steps the administration could take to gain control of the gaming. All right, and This is what they're talking about. People uh, people call up and, uh, I need a knee replacement. Well, you're outside of open enrollment. You can't get a knee replacement until open enrollment next year when you sign up for a policy. Oh, well... I'm going to invent a reason uh, to be on the special enrollment period. I'm going to say that I lost my group coverage. I'm going to say that my income changed. I'm going to say that I moved. People are basically making these things up. And, you would, and you're, you're automatically probably asking, well, how can they do that? I mean, obviously, uh, CMS and the government checks to see if this is true. No, they don't. That's the problem. There is no enforcement of the rules. And there were, at last check, I think two pages of exceptions, Scott, as to how people could do this. At least two. At least two, yeah, yeah, of how they can do this. There There are a whole host of reasons out there. So if somebody wants to hunt one down bad enough and is willing to falsify the reasoning, they can get on these policies. So... What's happening is a snowball effect. This has been going on. Uh, You may recall that Aetna, Coventry, Humana, and United all pulled off of the exchanges after open enrollment in terms of letting brokers enroll people in new policies because they wanted to cut back on enrollees. So, one of the first things they did was said, we're we're not going to allow brokers to enroll them anymore. And that's exactly what's occurred. So, what would solve the problem? Because this is very solvable if CMS takes this, what I could consider a shot across the bow in terms of uh, of what United Healthcare is doing here they're putting a shot across the bow of CMS and the government and saying we're the biggest carrier in the country and we're pulling out so what would happen how would we solve that problem the the steps uh, and this is from Ms. McCardle the steps the administration could take to control the gaming such as demanding documentation of qualifying events like marriage or job loss that allowed people to buy policies outside of the open enrollment period moreover was the reason to take united uh, grim forecast She's saying with a pinch of salt. And here's what she's saying, and this is mimicking what I just said. Every time a highly regulated firm makes a public statement, it's likely to be part of a multidimensional game of political chess that the firm is playing with the regulators. Guess what? What did I just say? OK, they're saying it now, uh, you know, in April, May, because open enrollment's going to hit. In, you know, when we start talking in October again. So, what are they doing here? They're telling the administration that if you fix this part of this, which is a regulatory issue, you don't have to go back to Congress. They write the regular, they write the regs at CMS. All they have to do is tighten these regs down and show the carrier some relief here. And my guess is these carriers will come back in the marketplace. You'll see, I think you would see United come back in. It would also prevent carriers like Aetna, Coventry, and Humana, and a lot of the Blues out there. Anthem Blue Cross, um, a number of the other Blues, Illinois Blue Cross have done exactly the same thing. We're extremely fortunate. This broadcast emanates from Kansas City, Missouri. And we're very fortunate in Kansas City because our standalone Blue Cross and Blue Shield plan of Kansas City has stayed in the marketplace continue to offer coverage, and is doing what very few other carriers are doing. So, we're fortunate here. But other folks around the country aren't so fortunate. And here's what I'm saying to you people. If this doesn't get fixed, if CMS doesn't... Wake up here and understand what the problem is, you're going to see more of this between now and open enrollment next year. You will see other carriers collapse. And then the question that I've been asked and I don't have an answer for, well, what happens if it's a domino effect like it was when the carriers pulled off after open enrollment and said no more special enrollment period for the brokers who are allowed to bring people on? What happens if that happens? Well I can tell you what happens. You can't buy health insurance. And that is a possibility. These broker these these carriers could all pull off the exchange, and there would be nothing left. So, when I come back from the break, I'll talk about that, and I'll talk about what's going on with the great experiment that was out there called the co-ops. How is that working where the government stepped in and took control? Okay, We set up these co-ops in different states that were going to compete with the insurance carriers, and we're going to show them how we can do a better job, and we're going to put them out of business. We'll talk about how that all worked when I come back from the break. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate, broadcasting on the HI Radio Network coast to coast across the USA. Stay tuned, I'll be back with more here on America's Healthcare app. Welcome back. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast across the USA. Here on the HIA Radio Network, you can find out more about us by visiting our website, America'sHealthcareAdvocate.com. There are some new blogs up there. One on HSAs, what are the advantages, Why would you want to do that? What What would make sense uh, with the rising cost of premiums out there right now? You might want to really look at an HSA plan. Go up to the website, America's Healthcare Advocate. Uh, read that blog. It'll give you some really good information. It's short, sweetened to the point, but it'll tell you why it might be a good alternate in terms of lowering cost um, and allowing you to uh, not spend as much on health insurance. My producer, the always perfect Mr. Scott Larson, I'm your host, Carrie Hall. Coming up this segment, we're going to continue talking about this whole debacle that's taking place right now with United pulling off the marketplace and who's going to follow suit with United. Um, If we can help you with health insurance, though, feel free to give us a call. The number is 877-385-2224. 877-385-2224. If you're looking for a Policy, if you're looking for a short term solution between now and open enrollment again next year and you have nothing, um, we can certainly help you with that. If you're an employer struggling with the cost of health insurance, there are some really good alternatives out there now on the level premium, partially self funded side, on the captive side with captives like Pareto and Berkeley. um, These are some different opportunities that just haven't been made available in a lot of areas. A lot of brokers aren't aware of them, and certainly a lot of employers aren't. And if you are looking for help with Medicare, and you got, uh, you know, a thousand different pieces of mail telling you to do this, do that, and do something else, and you want some simple, clear information, we can help you with that. 877 385 2224. The operators are standing by to take your calls. You will not be on the air. Uh, we will get back to you after the broadcast, or send me an email at America's Healthcare com. Okay, so now the $64,000 question What happens if, like after open enrollment, we saw monkey see, monkey do, Scott? Mm-hmm. So so what happened after open enrollment? Well, first United came out and said we're not offering health insurance anymore um, af- for the special enrollment period through brokers. Then followed that was Aetna came out right behind them and said we're doing the same thing. And bingo, Humana brought up the rear and said, We're jumping on the bandwagon too. Um, you know it was it's really interesting to me that um, that how that fell like a series of dominoes. Now I've talked with all of these care I don't talk with United very much, but I've certainly talked with the Coventry Aetna people at great length and the Humana people, they all assure me that they will be back for open enrollment again this year. But you know what, people? You know, I will tell you, take that with a grain of salt because um, there's 795,000 people out there. And if United Healthcare is going to lose $650 million on that group of people, why would another carrier want that business? <laughs> I mean, what I'm saying to you is this is not working. Okay? You know, the reason why this worked in the first two years was there were a series of what were called relief corridors where carriers could recover if they lost more money than they took in. In other words, if they're paying out more in claims than they're taking in in premium, that's not a sustainable model. So there were three relief corridors. Two of those corridors are gone so therefore they're not recouping these losses and able to sustain this thing this model was not well thought out and not well built and that's part of the problem here so I honestly do not know what is going to happen with open enrollment next year you know Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Kansas City is kind of last man standing in this town um, there are places like Western Kansas where there are no health insurance policies available now from brokers yes you can go out and sign up online yourself good luck with that um, and knowing what you buy, um, you know, or, or you know, it, it's just not a good situation all around. So the people at CMS need to fix this. They can. Um, uh, you know, as I just mentioned in, the, in you know, in the uh, uh, in in the previous segment, in the in the commentary written by the lady from Bloomberg, um, Megan McArdle, she clearly states that it's obvious that this can be fixed. She also clearly states that United is sending a message here. This is, a, you know, I said a shot over the bow. She said a chess game. They're 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 the biggest carrier in the country and they're they're sending a message to CMS that says, We're not gonna keep doing this, we're not gonna keep sustaining these losses and stay on the exchange for you if you're not gonna start taking the problem seriously. And 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 not pretend this is not happening, because it is. People are going on these policies, they're gaming the system, they're getting a knee replacement, they're getting a heart surgery, and they're canceling the policy two months later. It's happening. And it's part of the reason why these claims numbers are so high. There are no pre-existing conditions anymore, so anybody can come on with any issue. Um, and what was supposed to happen, which was that the millennials were going to come in and buy policies, the you know the 19- to 20-35-year-olds were going to buy policies, they were going to have very few claims, and those premium dollars were going to be used to offset the older folks who were going to have higher claims, that Hasn't happened. There are 11 million millennials out there uninsured who refuse to buy health insurance and just pay the penalty. So the other remedy to this is raise the penalty to two thousand dollars a year. Well, they're already going to raise it next year. They're going to double it. Yeah. So next 1200. year goes to twelve hundred. Yeah. And maybe that'll put some teeth in it. But that even would that scare me. Well, it would. You would think it would make some sense to people. Twelve hundred is certainly going to put some teeth. But I'd like to see it go to two thousand. You know, look, let's be real. here people, you know, the, the the current administration was put in office. Uh, it, one of the largest groups that voted for them were the millennials. They wanted this program. Well, they got it. It's here. Okay? Good, bad, or indifferent, it's here. So, support what you voted for. You voted for this. You voted for this administration to put this plan in place. I'm not making a political statement. I'm making a reality statement. So, these people that, 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 that were all about this when it was being passed, okay, need to, you know, they need to Step up to the plate and buy health insurance. I find it somewhat amusing that they'd prefer to pay a six hundred ninety-eight dollar penalty as opposed to pay the health insurance premium, which you know is going to run for you know on some plans for young people now. These policies are as inexpensive as one hundred and fifty dollars a month, two hundred dollars a month, but they'd rather pay the penalty and not pay the health insurance. Is that dumb? Yeah, it's really dumb because if you get hit by a bus, okay, or you have an accident, or something happens to you, and you don't have health insurance, now you got two problems. You, you got your medical bills you can't pay, okay, and you got a penalty from the IRS that you can't pay. So Double you think, whammy. Yeah, you think maybe you might want to rethink that process a little bit and think, gee, I would have been a lot better off if I'd have bought the health insurance policy, even if you bought the highest deductible policy and just had something there, so you had access to care and a cap on what you were going to spend, six thousand dollars is a whole lot easier to pay off than $600,000, or $60,000, or $160,000, you know? And that's not real hard to rack up today. Oh, you walk through an emergency room, <coughs> it's a $1,000 bill, just that's to just, walk through that's, the door. That's walking in. Yeah, that's just to walk through the door. So, you know. Yeah, we had a, we had a client the other day who, you know, bought a policy. We told him not to buy. They wanted to buy. This was a fairly sophisticated gentleman. Bought a policy. We told him not to buy. They bought the policy. Bronze-level policy, didn't have a particular hospital in network, calls me from the ER of this hospital, the Children's Mercy Hospital, calls me from the ER and says, can you change the policy? (laughs) <laughs> no, no sorry. I don't think so. See, that's kind of like my house is on fire. Hi, State Farm, I want to buy a home insurance policy because my house is burning down. That's not going to work, okay? And this is the kind of stuff people do. No, you can't change it. And yes, you just got stuck with a $30,000 bill because it's not covered. And it was clear when you bought the policy, it wasn't covered, and we told you not to do it. But people do this stuff, and it's not, you know, in your best interest a lot of times. And that's, you know, that's part of what we try to counsel people to do. When I come back after the break, we're going to talk about. About the co-ops, we're going to talk about how uh, how they were supposed to work, where they're at, and what's left. You're going to find this really interesting. We'll be back after the break. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate, broadcasting on the HIA Radio Network, coast to coast across the USA. listening to America's Healthcare Advocate show broadcasting coast to coast across the fruited plain here on the HIU Radio Network you can find out more about us by visiting our website americashealthcareadvocate.com any of your health insurance needs we are happy to help you with individual group medicare whatever the case may be if you just want some advice if you just want to call up and ask a question we're happy to answer it um, you can go to the website americashealthcareadvocate.com you can call 877-385-2224 877 385-2224. We are happy to help you anywhere in the country. My producer, Mr. Scott Larson, I'm your host, Kerry Hall. We're going to continue this conversation, kind of a one-way conversation right now. Kind but of, sort of. That's kind okay. of, sort of, but it is. Uh, on what's going on in the marketplace triggered by the big announcement by United Healthcare. So, let's talk about what the reaction to this is. Let's talk about the Democrat reaction to this. So, the Democrat reaction from Bernie Sanders and Hillary Clinton is, we need to go to a single-payer system. Now, this is the same mantra we heard when this whole thing was being rolled out as Obamacare. And the only reason why they couldn't do it was they couldn't get enough votes to pass that part. So they wound up with this compromise called Obamacare. They really wanted a single-payer system, but to quote Barney Frank, "Um, we've opened the door, we just haven't walked through it yet. Okay, So the long-term goal still is, always was, to go to a single-payer system. So let's look at how that's worked. So originally, we had... 26 co-ops in the country. Of the 26, there are 11 left. All the rest have gone out of business, filed bankruptcy after receiving billions of dollars from the federal government for each state that had these to set them up. So, there were 24, 26 of them, whatever there were, were down to 11 now. The rest of them have have gone belly up in places like Tennessee, you know, other parts of the country, they're gone. Kentucky, et cetera, they're gone. OK, so they're out of business. They couldn't sustain. Now, here's how the co-op was supposed to work. They were going to set up a co-op. They were going to sell health insurance. They were going to do it better, smarter, faster, and cheaper than these big, ugly insurance companies. Well, it didn't work out too well because they went broke. OK, well, we got 11 left, Scott. How many of those do you think are going to make it through to open enrollment next year? Uh, none. Eight. There are eight that will go out of business between now and open enrollment. That leaves us with three. So you will have three co-ops left. Okay, so Massachusetts, Oregon, Wisconsin, Illinois, New York, Colorado, and there 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 are um, two more which I don't have on the list here. But those are all going bye bye. So in Oregon, you can kiss yours goodbye. Wisconsin, you can kiss yours goodbye. In Illinois, you're broke anyway, but you can kiss yours goodbye. Uh, New Mexico is gone. Colorado. You know, maybe you could make up for that with the sale of more marijuana. I don't know. Maybe they could take the marijuana tax money and pay for their for their co op. The it might work. Um, and then Massachusetts, yours is gone too. So the great experiment to replace. The health insurance system, the private health insurance system with the co-op, has gone bust. You're going to wind up with three co-ops left for open enrollment next year. As of right now, there are eight 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 of the eleven left are going to go bankrupt. They're going to go out of business. So that that experiment didn't work too well. Let's talk about the the other great experiment we have in this country, um, and, and talk about how how that has gone and how that is working. That would be that would be the VA system. So let's turn to uh, an article that I found in The Wall Street Journal um, a couple of weeks ago called The Corrosive Culture of the Veterans Affair. Now, this is the largest government-run... Medicare is not a government-run system from the standpoint of providers provide care, uh, and you buy a Med or a Medicare Advantage plan. This system, the VA system, most closely mimics what a single-payer system would look at look like. And I'm sure you've all seen and heard all the different issues with the VA system. So, let's let's take a look at this from a minute. This comes from uh, Kendra Miller uh, at the Wall Street Journal. How is the VA doing? For starters, government statistics show that hospital wait times are 50% longer than two years ago. Do you remember the big flap in Arizona and other VAs around the country about veterans like myself? I have a VA card. I don't use it because I can afford health insurance. But um, uh, if you're a vet, okay, and you have a right to use it, remember wait times falsified documents that they were putting false. Uh, reports in to show that veterans were being seen when it wasn't happening, or they would they would put the, the veteran would request the the appointment uh, two months in advance, and they wouldn't put the request in until two weeks before they actually had an appointment time, so they could falsify the wait times. So what what was the solution to that? Well, there was a there was an there was a law passed by Congress that said veterans were allowed to see outside doctors um, if if they. Couldn't get into a system within 60 days. Okay, That's the way it was supposed to work, within 30 days, excuse me. Well, that here, here's the little kicker that the VA put in there. That only lasts for 60 days. So if they delay you past 60 days, you don't have a right to go see an outside physician. So that hasn't worked. So the VA has undermined what was supposed to happen here. And the way it was supposed to work was that this was supposed to occur, but it did not occur. And then we talk about how the culture of these employees, not all of them, but let's talk about management employees in particular, at the VA when they call it the corrosive culture. So, they, the, this article talks about one case involving the termination of a senior employee, Linda Weiss, for ignoring, ignoring numerous complaints about abusive nurse's, nurse's assistance, etc., so, Miss Weiss goes before a judge, right? She and another woman, Diana Rubens and Kimberly Graves, okay, three of these of these women, turn around and create new positions for themselves. They create new positions for themselves in another VA with higher pay, four hundred thousand dollars in relocation costs that the VA had to pay to move them, and they created new jobs for themselves with higher salaries and less work. This is what happens when you have a government run system. This is the kind of corruption that runs rampant. Isn't this amazing? Pa- blows had my the mind. audacity after they were being that they were yeah, after they were being disciplined to turn around and create new jobs for themselves, then charge the VA $400,000 to move them to another location where they created new jobs for themselves with higher wages and smaller work uh, with a smaller workload. This is this is the kind of nonsense that goes on. Um, at the VA. This is the kind of thing when you turn power over to the government and let them run it, this is what happens. So, my question to you, ladies and gentlemen, is really pretty simple, okay? This is going to be an issue in this election, guaranteed, okay? You know, Donald Trump has made statements about what he will do, then he's reneged and changed his mind, and we'll see where it all sorts out. But you better start paying really close attention to this, because you start connecting the dots. United Healthcare pulls off. We have carriers that pulled off after open enrollment this year what will they do for open enrollment next year you've got certain people out there that want to see a single payer system run by the federal government okay and then and then you look at the VA system and how it's being run All right, and then you know the argument that gets thrown back in the face of people that don't think this is going to work is well, Medicare works. No, Medicare, Medicare kind of works. Okay, the reason why Medicare works is because private insurance makes up the difference in terms of profit to hospitals, so they can stay in business and cost covering that Medicare doesn't pay because Medicare reimburses at the lowest rate. So the difference that allows hospitals and doctors to continue to take Medicare patients is because they take an Enough private insurance that it covers the gap that allows them to keep functioning. What do you think is going to happen, okay, if we go to this Medicare for all? Well, the first thing that's going to happen is you're going to have immediately a system that is deluged with a huge number of people it's not prepared to deal with. The second thing that's going to happen is hospitals are going to start going out of business because they aren't going to be able to, they're going to be just like United Healthcare, except the shoe's going to be on the other foot now, okay? The hospitals aren't going to be able to sustain a level of care that they currently sustain, because they get higher reimbursements from private insurance companies than do Medicare. And, of course, there's fraud and waste in the Medicare system. The last audit I saw showed 65000000000 billion, I'm not saying million, $65 billion in fraud and waste in Medicare under the current system, with just all of us chronically, chronologically challenged, seasoned citizens out there. What do you think is going to happen when it's 385 million people, Scott? It's going to go broke. If it's it's no, it won't go broke. we'll just keep pouring money into it that we don't have that we don't have. Right. So we'll keep funding So if you think Medicare for all, I know that's Bernie's uh, you know uh, uh, signature one of his signature issues and now Hillary's coming around to saying the same thing. If you think that's the answer, you better think again. Because the quality of care is going to diminish rapidly, okay. And the question is, how long will these hospitals, these providers, be able to sustain the model, uh, and how long will it last? I don't think it's going to last very long. I think the system will literally blow up. The fix is not rocket science. Clean up the Obamacare system. There were th- there were parts of this legislation that made sense. Getting rid of pre existing conditions for people, giving people the opportunity to buy health insurance with subsidies. You know that all that that th- those are. Good good things that are helping people that need help. What needs to get fixed is the fraud, the waste, and what's going on. The answer is not Medicare for All. And if you think it is, take a look at the VA system, where we have an omnipotent government entity running a health care system and how bad it is. And believe me, as a veteran, I can certainly speak to it. But there's plenty of evidence that it's not working and it's not going to continue to work. We'll be back after the break. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate, broadcasting on the HIA radio network, coast to coast, across the USA. back. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast-to-coast across the USA, here on the HIE Radio Network, coast-to-coast you're listening to us anywhere today, whether you're in the Florida Keys or you're in San Francisco, California, we're broadcasting all over the country here on America's Healthcare Advocate. If we can help you with anything regarding health insurance issues, feel free to give us a call. 877-385-2224 is the number. 877-385-2224. If you're looking for health insurance or information on health insurance, whether it's group, individual, Medicare, it doesn't matter. Um, we do all of that and we do it everywhere in the country. So we're happy to help you for an employer. Uh, if you're an individual, whatever the case may be, we're happy to help if we can. 877 or online at americashealthcareadvocate.com. OK, I get this question a lot, so this closing segment, we've pontificated enough on all the problems out there, I think, <laughs> regarding Obamacare and what's going on, so we're going to change gears here. What do you do, because I get this a lot, especially from um, folks in my age bracket, if you're traveling abroad? and you get sick. okay? If you're planning to travel overseas, and even some people who are retiring overseas, believe it or not, there are people retiring in Mexico, Poland, um, Spain, Portugal, because the cost of living in those places is significantly less than it is here. So, there are people that are taking their pensions and they're retiring to these places, and there are people that you know are going on holiday for two weeks, a month, um, a lot longer than that. So, um, what do you do? If you're on a Medicare policy... Um, you know, are, is that going to cover you when you're um, uh, traveling? More than likely, not. Okay, um, that's not what Medicare policies were designed to do. Medicare Advantage policies um, have a specific network in your state, um, typically. Or in a couple of states. In our case here, um, the Coventry Adventra policy is in Kansas, Missouri, Oklahoma, and Arkansas. So it's a four-state region that makes up this network, and that's great. But you know, if you're if you're traveling out of the country, or if you're um, planning to relocate, you know, maybe you're going to live in Mexico six months out of the year, or someplace like that. Then there's an issue. So what do you need to do? Well, what you need to do is you need to buy a, um, a travel policy that's going to really make up uh, the difference, and in, in Fix a problem if you have a problem, make sure you get care um, wherever you are. So, what you want to do is you want to buy a policy that's going to step in and cover you uh, that hospitals will accept payment from so you're not hung out to dry. Not all these countries, even if they have um, a, a national system, are, are going to treat you and take care of you if you get sick. And even if they do, um, you're probably going to get a bill at the end of the day. Uh, I know for a fact in France that's what they do. Um, I know in some of the other European countries, they actually do send you the bill. Um, at the end of the day, they expect to get reimbursed because you are not a citizen of that country. Therefore, if they have what quote unquote a single payer system where they're providing health insurance and health care, um, you're not a payer into that system. Therefore, they're going to send you a bill. So, what do you do? Well, you can buy a travel insurance policies, and policies typically add about five to seventeen percent to the trip costs. So. Think about it that way. They're not that expensive, but here's the thing that's really kind of important. You need to understand what do you get? What happens when something when, when you when when somebody? I'll give you an example of a, a friend of my wife's was hit by a milk truck. If you can believe this, in a rural community in France, she was she almost died. It was a horrible situation. She was in the hospital for three weeks. Um, the good news was uh, she worked for American Airlines, and American Airlines had great health insurance. And because they're airlines, and people get sick in other countries when they fly, mm-hmm. they had coverage, and it covered, and they sent the bills and they got paid. But you and I don't, you know, don't have that situation. So First of all, you want to make sure that you've got somebody that if you reach out for access to doctors and hospitals, it's not an emergency. You're not being taken by ambulance like this lady was. That whoever you're talking to accepts payment and speaks English because it's not going to do you much good if you buy something in the, and you, you call for help 24-7 and you can't, you know, somebody's deathly sick with the flu or somebody got an infection or you got something as simple as conjunctivitis, pink eye, okay? And you don't want to run around itching your eyes and being miserable, uh, you want to go get it fixed. So what do you do? Well, one of the policies that we found, in fact, the best policy we have found is one called GeoBlue. It's a Blue Cross policy, um, and it's great because they have great access. Blue Cross is in, what is it, 23 foreign countries? Something like that. There are like 23 or 37, I can't remember, foreign countries. But aside from that, this policy is designed uh, to take care of you if you're out of the country um, and you have an injury. And so, whether it's a travel-related problem, a lot of these, in this particular policy, um, they're going to handle most costs associated with a wide range of problems related from illness, injury, medical evacuations, lost luggage, delayed flights, non-refundable expenses if the trip falls through. That can all be part of this. But there's one in here I really want to talk about, and that's called medical evacuation. If you're really sick and you're in some place like Portugal, you might not want to get treated in Portugal. No, you don't think? No. Uh, yeah, you don't think you want to go to a hospital in Lisbon? Uh, and if you're in Mexico, uh, I'm going to tell you no. right now, you probably don't want to no, get I'm treated in Mexico. Okay, you want to come home. Now, if you're in Sweden or Israel, that's a whole different deal. But how do you get home now? There's the other problem. You can't walk on a plane. if you If you've got a serious illness and you can't fly or you're going to pass this illness on to other people, they're not going to want you on the flight, so now that means you need an air ambulance flight. We had a client a couple of years ago who was air ambulanced back from Europe on in three different flights. He was an air ambulance from Europe. To um, Florida, to Miami, Florida. From Florida, he was air ambulance from there to his home, uh, which was in um, Alabama. Mm -hmm. Okay, so he had different air ambulance. He he was air ambulance to the first facility uh, in France, from France to the United States on a jet, and then from Florida to his home on another on another on another flight. That's how it worked. So, the bills for that, I mean, th- they were astronomical. They were somewhere in the neighborhood of seventy dollars or $80,000. You know what they paid for that? They didn't pay anything. They paid nothing because they had a travel policy. They covered ambulance, uh, air ambulance, and if they had to be evacuated, it covered it. And that's one of the most critical parts of buying one of these travel policies. So, if you're traveling, my advice, get a travel policy. It's the smartest thing you can do. You never know when you're going to get sick or get in an accident and something's going to happen. That about wraps up for today ladies and gentlemen if we can help you a number again to call 877 385 877-385-2224 and now i leave you with this thought from Albert Einstein the one who follows the crowd will usually get no further than the crowd the one who walks alone is likely to find himself in places no one has ever been remember friends it's a funny thing about life if you refuse to accept anything but the very best, you most often get it. Thank you for listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show on the HIA Radio Network, coast to coast, across the USA. Goodbye, America.